Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Okay, guys, my schedule has quickly filled up with clients just in these last two weeks. To say that I am stoked about the work ahead for my clients is truly an understatement. I know that if they do what I say, the results will come 100%. Just like any dream or goal, it's not going to come in a straight line from point A to point Z. There will be some zigzags and ups and downs, but I am committed to getting results for my clients as if their goals were my own. So if you're looking to get into a consistent and sustainable fitness routine, you need some accountability and direction, I've got you. I would love to set up a free 60-minute call to talk through your goals, your setbacks and struggles, and help you come up with a plan for the next 30 days. You can head over to www.nataliejean.com forward slash step one, that's step and then number one, and fill out a quick questionnaire, or you can simply submit your name and email, and I will be in touch so we can schedule that call. My client capacity is full at the moment, but let's talk near future plans, and if anything, get you a jumpstart on your fitness so you can rock your business, your relationships, and your life with confidence go over to www.nataliejean.com forward slash step one. I personally hated the timed mile back in grade school and in high school. Do you remember those days? It was the ultimate test given in PE to see how fit you were, how fast you were, or for most kids, a reminder just how much you hated anything to do with running and therefore fitness because running was fitness. We were also given, quote, fit tests as nine-year-olds. How many pull-ups can you do? I don't know about you, but even my seven-year-old who wants to be an American Ninja Warrior can barely do one pull-up on his own. How in the heck is the average kid's fitness levels to be measured by the number of pull-ups he or she can do? How about the number of sit-ups you can do in one minute? You had a classmate hold your feet down as you went as fast as you could. Maybe after about 20 or 30 seconds, you started to use momentum. It's where your butt would lift off the ground and you would throw yourself forward just to get in a few more. You also didn't want to be totally embarrassed by letting out any airy farts because you were pushing so hard just to hurl yourself up. From an early age, you may have been taught that if you weren't strong enough, fast enough, or coordinated enough, you deserved to sit on the sidelines while everyone else, all the athletic kids, got to play. Fitness quickly became something for them and definitely not for you. As James J. Rady, an MD and author of Spark, says, quote, PE wasn't really about exercise, quite the opposite. It discourages exercise. The cruel irony was that the shy, the clumsy, The out of shape, some of the kids who could benefit most from exercise were the ones pushed aside to sit on the bleachers. For me, I was totally that shy kid. 
I wanted to be good at the pull-ups and the push-ups and sure as heck didn't want to be the last runner walking in. In high school, I wanted to be one of those varsity athletes with a letter jacket and star of the team. Okay, even if I wasn't the star of the team, I wanted to be talented enough to play with the stars of the teams. I joined the weightlifting class and somehow got put into one with all the athletes, which honestly, I think my lucky stars, I was a kid who didn't care what people thought or said, and I just did my best. I watched and I learned. I embarrassed myself enough with my lack of athletic abilities, but the other kids were so caught up in how good they were, it really didn't matter. No one was really paying attention. By my senior year, through all of the embarrassment that I felt, and probably, like I said, no one paying attention anyway, we always think that people are paying way more close attention to us and our faults than they really actually are. I gained a sense of confidence that I had never had before. My senior PE class, which was probably my most favorite class of the entire whole high school experience, I was one of only a few upperclassmen with mostly freshmen. I participated in all the games, all the fit tests, and all the awkwardness of playing the co-ed sports where you're just trying to get the boy to pass you the ball. But you know what came of it all? By the end of that year, when you did the traditional day of signing yearbooks, all of those freshman girls from PE wrote in mine just how inspired and encouraged they were to participate in sports, to be okay with getting embarrassed and feeling uncomfortable, that you don't have to be the best or even any good at something to give it a try. So here's what I learned from that whole experience and how it can help you at any stage in your fitness journey. So number one, you don't have to be good at anything when it comes to your fitness, like nothing. But what you do need is an open mind, an open mind to try and a resiliency to keep trying. You're going to struggle. It's not going to be easy. You'll feel embarrassed by what you can't do and wish that you could, but you cannot let that stop you there. Your fitness is a journey, and I have been on mine for 36 years. Okay, number two, it's a twofold. So first part of it is people aren't watching you fail as closely as you think they are. You might be thinking, what are they going to think if I try to lose this weight again? They've seen me try over and over and over again only to fail. They're going to think, oh, great, here she goes again. But in reality, people are so busy with what's going on in their own lives to really be paying that much attention to yours. Okay, on the flip side, here's number two. As you do start to gain some traction and overcome the uncomfortable feeling of looking awkward, you'll start to inspire others that it's okay to not get it right all the time. And in not getting it right all the time, you do find ways to get it right your actions will inspire others to do something about their own health and fitness, which will only inspire you to keep going. So here's what I wanna encourage you with today. Think back to your school gym days and reflect on how it may have impacted you today. Maybe it was your favorite class because you gotta play tag, but maybe it was a class you dreaded because it was so embarrassing getting smashed in the face with a dodgeball and you'd rather just crawl into a dark hole. Whatever the case may be, remember that you don't have to be good at anything to start today. It's okay to feel embarrassed. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to fear what people might think of you as you try again. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and just start. Had I not been that awkward wannabe athlete back in the day overcoming my own adversities, I would not be the gym owner and the fitness coach 
I am today. That dreaded timed mile ultimately turned me into a lover of running and marathons and races and then helping others to love what their bodies are capable of. And quite frankly, I wouldn't change a thing. If you're enjoying today's episode and the others before it, I would sincerely appreciate you taking a few minutes to write a review. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. After all, it could be the one that impacts your personal health journey the most. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.